1: god damn it yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for (laughs) monday october 4th 2021 (laughs) (laughs) Are you wrong with that? We gotta, we gotta start this at some point. We're like what seven minutes? No, in? no, oh, yeah. That was it, Just that was go it. full speed ahead. Full speed. I am blessing at you, Junior, one of your hosts, and joining me is the Lacroix Poppy himself, Tim Ma Fun Geddes. Oh bless! It's good to be back with you here. I've missed you. You've been gone I an entire
2: week, and it's weird. It's weird not hanging out with you, talking to you about video games for that long. I think that might be the longest stretch since you joined us. It's yeah. Kind of funny. So yeah. it's nice to have you
1: back we're doing a whole week without doing kfgd and like occasionally tuning in because now we have such a good cast of hosts where i'll tune in on a random day and it's Timor and tim and i'm like oh shit, all right cool oh, yeah. and like i'll listen to more talk and i'm like man i wish i was doing kfgd right now like i've not i've not felt this in a while right like actually listening as a listener but you know like i'm back i'm here you know I had a good vacation went to houston mm-hmm. for a few few days visited family that was fun how's how have you been tim
2: oh i've been fantastic this weekend was just great it was just a lot of playing high quality video games I'm not gonna go too long on this but Halo is back we keep saying oh, yeah, it, it and we're gonna continue to say it. plus I haven't had that much fun playing a video game in years big team battle with all the boys oh my god we got a squad rolling like we had almost 12 people uh all all your faves were there we got Andy we got Nick we had me we had uh Raj popping in there Kev was oh. playing with us Steve Sailor was popping in there uh we got dudes from 343 coming in uh David Ellis and stuff it was it it was awesome Jeff Rubenstein popped in it was such a blast man like that game is incredible and I can't wait for it to come out be able to play every damn day
1: I can't dude that's what I'm waiting for because I've not been able to touch Halo Infinite yet just because of circumstance I've always been busy during a Halo test flight or I've just not gotten in uh and so like I cannot wait for December 8th because I was talking to somebody about this recently where like I'm like dude I've not I've not been heavily into Halo, like ever. I've not I've not heavily played Halo ever. You know, I've always had friends that had Halo out play at their place, but they would always decimate me because they owned the game and I just, I was a PlayStation guy. Mm. Uh, but I've always loved arena shooters and I like first person shooters. And like, I, I talk about Apex all the time, how, how in love I am with that game. And I feel like Halo Infinite is gonna be the one for me where come December 8th, I'm gonna be like, cool, this is my game now, like I'm playing this forever. And speaking yeah. of this actually, it was a tweet recently from uh, Imran the Don Khan. He tweeted out like, yo, is there is there a game that's going to come out over the rest of the year that you think is going to make it into your game of the year list? And I was looking at the rest of the year and I was like, oh, yeah, like we've kind of reached that point where most of the games are kind of out in terms of the big hitters. And, I'll, and the, this is a question I'll pass to you. Like, is Halo Infinite on that list for you? Do you think Halo Infinite has the chance to be in that top three for you? Yeah, definitely.
2: Halo Infinite's a complicated thing when it comes to the game of the year conversation because of the fact that we just simply don't know enough about the campaign. Like uh last we saw it, it wasn't looking great. And unless they drastically fix that, I don't know that that's going to be in game of the year contention. I think that that might, that will take the multiplayer side down enough that I think it could get it out of that conversation as an overall. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit? There's a, so much fun to be had that I will say oh, yeah. the multiplayer experience so far. I think is my game of the year. Like, wow. I think that that would take out our full escape for me. But wow. the, but that I need to see more. I want to see like the full kind of suite of maps and everything. But so far, how they've been rolling it out every single thing that they've had. I'm like, this is truly incredible. They like managed to bridge the gap between classic Halo and modern Halo, plus making an entire new experience like I am supremely impressed with what we've seen on the multiplayer side. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, I saw the clip from Andy over the weekend, too, where he's uh he grapples onto a moving ship and then hijacks it and Aaron I was like dude I gotta play this game I cannot wait for that to come out and also shout out to Force Horizon that's one that's coming out this year too that mm-hmm. I don't know if that's gonna make it at the top of my list but I always love Forza Horizon when that comes out and so there's another game I'm looking forward to as well but Tim Metroid keep... Dread
2: I want to give a shout out to oh, as yeah. well we can't count Nintendo out ever
1: never count Nintendo out let's keep talking about games that we're gonna be hyped for games like Ilphonic's ghostbusters game that seems to be coming up in justice 3 which might possibly be revealed soon and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show actually before I tell you how to be a part of the show let me remind you that you can go uh, or you can use your epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and like Fortnite to help support kind of funny to be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you before I even get to housekeeping let me switch to my actual glasses so I can read <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow Andy and I are taking part in Panda's All-Star Nick Vitational, a huge Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl tournament featuring a bunch of big YouTubers and streamers like Ovilee, Moist Critical, Ludwig, and more. It's all race charity for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and we need your help. Competitors in the tournament and their communities have one week to raise money to bid on their favorite character. Uh, that's based on the money that you donate. Right now, you can go to kindoffunny.com bless and kindoffunny.com Andy to donate so that we can have enough money to bid on the character of our choice. Spoilers, I really want Toph from Avatar. We're going to talk a little bit, little bit about that later because Toph was just revealed. Uh, that's my favorite Avatar character. I really want to use Toph in the game. So help me out. Go to Conflict.com slash bless. Donate. And remember, all that money goes to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation.
2: We're killing <laughs> it. Last Friday, we raised, like, I think almost $2,000 for it. So oh,
1: yeah. good job, guys. Keep killing it good job, everybody. Uh, remember, you have 24 hours to make that happen still because the tournament is happening Tuesday, October 5th. That's tomorrow at noon Pacific time on Twitch.tv slash Panda Global. If that's not enough Blessing content for you, this week you're getting another episode of The Blessing Show. That's my monthly show where I break down a hot topic for you in video games. I'm not going to spoil what this week's episode is about. I'm just going to say that this month this month's episode is loopy as hell. That's all I'm gonna say. It's loopy. Ooh. Make sure you check that out this Thursday on YouTube.com slash kind of And the first episode of the Arkham Files, a kind of funny games miniseries, where Barrett looks back at what makes each of the Batman Arkham games so special. Uh, premieres next Monday, October 11th on youtube.com slash kind of at 2:30 p.m. Pacific. Time. Uh join Barrett in the live chat and talk with him about why Arkham Asylum is still a master class in design. It's a good a couple of weeks for you if you're into that hot kind of funny video essay L- content.
2: Yes. Real quick, I want to just slide in one last thing. Tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific time, we will oh, be yeah. reacting to the final Super Smash Brothers ultimate character announcement and just update in general. I'm so excited. Where, where are you went with that? Ah, like, like 10 out of 10 hype. 10 out of 10 hype. I can't believe it. I'm getting I, I'm emotional about it. I can't believe this is the the end of an era. I, I really, 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 really hope that it is either Crash Bandicoot, Master Chief, or Sora. Those oh three God. would be my 10 out of 10, Sakurai, you fucking did it. Picks. I think I have a much longer list of characters. I'd be like, you know what? I'm happy with the only characters I don't want it to be. I don't want a Pokemon. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't be that jazzed about like the Fortnite the Fire Emblem. situation.
1: Oh, you don't want Fortnite. That's what he, that's what yeah. I've seen some people theorizing.
2: Yep. I mean, it makes sense. And then that to me, I'd be like, all
1: right, I get it, but it's not really exciting to me,
2: but the other things would be very exciting.
1: Yeah, the latest update we've gotten from Sakurai about that uh, earlier on Twitter, he tweeted out, one more day until the last DLC fighter for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is announced. Whether you're a Smash Brothers player or simply love games, make sure to tune in. And that gets me excited because that makes me think that it's not going to be what you think of typically as like a Nintendo, like a Fire Emblem or Pokemon, like a typical Smash Brothers character. I'm thinking yeah. we're going to get something that's big for video games, period.
2: The other thing that I would, I just want to put this out of the world, I would be, pretty excited if it wasn't some third-party character even a first-party character It was something that is just celebrating video games that is weird like an n64 controller or something like something super (laughs) random um but Sakurai knows what's up I'd like something I mean
1: to that to that point I would like something that is like Game & Watch adjacent where it Mm -hmm. is Oh, this is a specific era that like this, this is a dumb idea but like what if it was like the nintendo card game that like launched them into like making making games right some stupid shit like that where it's like oh shit, i did not see this coming but this is cool because it celebrates this era of nintendo or this era of video games it could be cool to get something like a doom guy because i think that would represent like the early fps era pretty well like i think there are a lot of good directions you can go with that i just hope that is something hype and exciting i would like sora i think sora would be really really cool could it be the the mass? Is it Master Hand? Like oh the, my god, the, the bad guy <laughs> that we've played for so many of these. Yeah, totally. That'd be insane. That'd be insane. Give me Glover. Could right, be Glover. Like, Glover is an <laughs> alt. <me> Glover. <laughs> oh my god, you you have to love it. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers Pranksy and Blackjack. Today, brought to you by DoorDash, Honey, and American Giant. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Oh, Baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, of course, it's October. It's Donktober. It's my favorite month of the year. We got to start things off spooky. Let's talk about Ghostbusters being the next game from Ilphonic. This is from Chris Capel at PC Games N. Illphonic, the developer behind Friday the 13th, the game, and Predator Hunting Grounds is apparently working on a Ghostbusters game as its next big franchise title. The most recent game in the franchise was 2019's Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, and that was a re-release of a 10-year-old game. So fans are long overdue for a new one. This news comes thanks to Ilphonic's co-founder, Rafael Sadiq, who let it slip during a recent podcast interview. R&B artist Sadiq is mostly known for his music, about which he was interviewed for the podcast Quest Love Supreme this week. Around the halfway point, the discussion brought up his involvement in Ilphonic, and when asked about the studio's games, Sadiq says about Friday the 13th, Predator, quote, and we're working on Ghostbusters right now, end quote. Sidiq didn't elaborate further, but it's worth noting that Ghostbusters is owned by Sony. Not only was Predator Hunting Grounds published by Sony, former Sony Interactive uh, executive Gio Corsi joined Ilphonic as chief product officer in January 2020, promising, quote, big exciting times ahead, end quote. Predator was released on both PC and PS4, so there's no reason to suspect Ghostbusters wouldn't be on PC too if it happens. Now, uh, Tim, motherfucking is. Of course, I have you here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a whole episode of KFGD to talk about video game news and talk about what this Ghostbusters video game means. But I, I'd be lying if I said that the first person that uh that didn't come to mind if I was to bring up both Ghostbusters and IllFonic and Predator Hunting Grounds and Friday the Thirteenth wouldn't be, of course, the host of PS Love You, Greg Miller. Greg, how's it going?
3: It's great. Blessing. I'm turning on the camera. Kevin, the real king of Halloween is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. It's Greg Miller. All right. I'm running OBS in the background because I was doing this. (laughs) This There we go. Real king of Halloween. Greg. There we go. How are you? Uh, A big, huge day for us, of course, uh, and the Ghostbusters fandom. Uh, Here we are. Blessing uh first off i love your suit i like thank that you. you're here to support me as king of halloween once again wearing a spirit halloween suit that's very nice of you they it's weird, you know yeah well you know it's interesting you're doing that especially with Bl- janet coming on uh, so strong to try to take my throne as king of halloween as she did on kind of funny games daily last week you know what i mean it's interesting you're here really late to
1: the show doing that i see you. i this is wild because i didn't realize it was a throne I just love Halloween. That's why I dress this way. I didn't realize the word. Oh yeah, green. yeah.
3: Well, I'm surprised you put on the color orange in the background, not you know purple and green, just to stick with that one. You know what I mean? I mean, those aren't Halloween colors. colors. Green is yeah. a Christmas color. Everybody huh. knows this. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, diverting back to the news, ladies and
3: gentlemen, Ghostbusters
2: Phonic. Are you fucking kidding me? Let's go. That's insane, go. Greg. Like Bless was just saying, like this is the most Greg Miller thing ever because like you've loved the Friday, the 13th games predator, even more so. And now a ghostbusters game. And like, just thinking about it, it makes so much sense with that type of asymmetrical gameplay where it's like the, the teams against people. It's like, cool PVE shit. You got the ghost happening. You got a team of four ghostbusters having to to work together to, to trap them. Like what?
3: that's what gets interesting is when you stop to think about what this game will be uh you know the article you're reading from of course referencing uh ghostbusters the video game the remastered version of it but you know uh what was the ghostbusters one from terminal reality back in the day and if you were to talk about you know what do you want from a ghostbusters video game nowadays i don't know if i would have a good answer for you right like obviously we're on the cusp of afterlife coming out in november uh hopefully reinvigorating the franchise for a number of people so then you get into yeah all right what would a video game for ghostbusters look like and after getting you know know, Ghostbusters, the video game and remastered, whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm not hankering for another one to run out and be uh, Ray, Egon, Pete, and Winston, right? Like, I don't need that necessarily. So it does lead you into this, all right, well, what would you do? And I think you look at Ilphonic's track record. You look at how they've handled Friday the 13th, how they've handled Predator. And then if they were to take on Ghostbusters, that gets super interesting really quickly, right? Because I think when we talk about when we would go and play uh, uh, Predator, right? We'd have all those awesome streams and Let's Plays. It was Snowbike Mike and uh, Nick coming up with what Chad or whoever the hell their characters were. And they had a whole backstory for Brody and all this stuff that they would go off and do. And that was fun and that was cool, but it still was generic characters you're running through the jungle with right Mm -hmm. so if they're gonna go and tackle ghostbusters you get i get interested of okay cool so i would assume then it's similar that we're you know taking The standard template Ghostbusters they have, and then playing as them, and then either unlock well unlocking right. Predator is so big on going through, and as you play, you know, earning taking in the credits you've earned to get new paint styles, to get new weapon skins, to get new outfits to apply those to Ghostbusters. I think goes pretty easily, right? Of like you create your character, and then it is your you know, are you wearing the traditional Ghostbuster suit? Are you wearing a Ghostbusters Two suit? Are you wearing a real Ghostbuster suit? Are you creating your own suit as you go and do that? What do the packs look like? What do the powers look like? Uh, obviously you know i think so many people have the vision of what ghostbusters is in their head from the 84 film but i think in a film in, in a thing like this where in a time like this where people understand customization options that gets really interesting and so then the other flip of it though is that okay cool so we're talking, you know, asymmetrical gameplay, which has always been before. For Friday the 13th, one person was Jason. The rest were counselors. Predator. One person was Predator. The rest were the soldiers out there trying to do their thing. I wonder in a Ghostbusters game how that works because does it become that, cool, there are four Ghostbusters and then there's one ghost? Is it that there's four Ghostbusters and then there are multiple ghosts that are people? Is it four Ghostbusters and then there's no uh, human being being a ghost? That I don't buy. I don't buy... Uh, I, maybe there's a mode similar to a left for dead or back for blood right now. But I would think if you're elphonic, you want to keep that party atmosphere going where it is constantly. There's a group of ghostbusters, and then either one ghost who's maybe like a a gozer or a stay puff or I you know you'd probably t- toy it around, but I mean, a bigger ghost than what a normal little ghost would be. You're that person. and then the customization options for that and then running out it 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 gets interesting. and, yes tim as you said it this is obviously a game so designed around me right like i loved friday the 13th and it was funny over the weekend when this popped and i tweeted about it i think so many people are either new kind of funny fans or know me from something else maybe than let's plays or whatever and we're like i i I got excited for a ghostbusters game and then i looked at this developer and like friday the 13th and predator and i'm like yo shut the fuck up those games are so much fun are they 10 out of 10s god no but like Friday the thirteenth, I played nonstop and I had so much fucking fun with. And what I've always gone back to when I talk about Friday the thirteenth, because I knew that franchise so well, and Predator less so, but I enjoyed and saw it, but didn't understand it the same way, was Friday the thirteenth, the fan service. That's what Ilphonic fucking nailed about Friday the thirteenth, where it was they went and got Tommy Jarvis a voice actor to come back and or actor to come back and be that guy. They went and got like the cabins when me and Jen were watching it that Halloween where we watched every Friday the thirteenth while playing that game. It was crazy for me to be, like, in Friday 13 13th, 4 or 5, or whatever the fuck it was. Well, I don't remember. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the cabin I play in the game. And, like, I know this cabin in the movie from the game so well, but it turned out that they took the movie cabin and put it there. To think about what a firehouse would look like for that way, to think about what New York in general, what the Ecto-1 would look like, you start getting into really cool, interesting concepts, and let alone what the pack would feel like, what the proton stream would look like. You know, I'm assuming it's going to be a – Like we're talking asymmetrical multiplayer. I would think they take everything they've learned from Predator. So it is a first person shooter Predator. Maybe not. Actually, I've always I like third person, right? I like third person a lot. And I feel like with Mm. your pack and your suit and all the customizations options, maybe you do that in third person. So it looks a bit cooler so you can see it a bit more. But if I'm playing with my friends, obviously, you guys see me and I'd see you and we would have it that way. It gets super interesting as to what this game probably will be and what it could be.
1: Does Ilphonica also working on Arcade Geddon do anything for you and what you think this game might be? Because I know, like, historically we associate them with that 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer, sure. but for what Arcade Get was or is, because it's still in early access, right? It is this co op uh, roguelite shooter where it is you going through a bunch of different levels. I know that probably doesn't make as much sense at all for Ghostbusters, but does that, like, widen um, your perception of? Oh, maybe this could be for, like four players versus the environment, or do you feel like for what Ilphonic is and for what Ghostbusters is, especially following the lineage of Predator and Friday the Thirteenth? Do you feel like it's it's got to be asymmetrical multiplayer, or do you think they might switch things up and like try? Uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback that question with another question: sure. Is that what you want? Like, would you want it to be a four v one asymmetric multiplayer game from Ilphonic? So two parts to that question.
3: I'll start mm-hmm. with the uh, the former, then get to the latter, right? never say never you know what i mean you're talking about arcade again and right and what they've done there and early access on playstation right now never say never i would think though that if your breakout titles the things people know you for are friday the 13th and predator i think that becomes so simple that you know I mean, you're taking on all these mm-hmm. 80s franchises that you walk into the sony pictures boardroom right to pitch this or you go to i guess ghost core and talk to you know dan akron and Ivan reitman and jason reitman and all them and you're like hey look at what we've done with these franchises we want to do that with ghostbusters and since hopefully this franchise doesn't seem to be in a fucking constant legal battle (laughs) as everyone they've worked with before is maybe we can actually do some cool shit and have like a long tail on what this is going to end up being i think that's what you do i think that's what you sell Mm -hmm. i think that's what you can look at and go off of because again we're talking about uh quality right of these games and of course Friday 13th has a whole thing behind it as we all remember right of like it was a kickstarter it came out they were not prepared that was really ophonic getting thrown onto the stage uh they were working of gun as a publisher at the time then there was the legal battles yada 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 a lot gotten that way predator of course was ophonic working with playstation as a publisher and coming out and supporting that and again that's a game that either you liked or didn't like but i love and i i like that kind of gameplay what it's interesting then to get to your question bless of like, is this what I want out of a Ghostbusters game? I would say yes. And I say that because I've gotten, you know, uh, during the dark times when it seemed like we were never getting another Ghostbusters movie, I got Ghostbusters, the video game I yeah. got, I got a ghost, which is all intents and purposes, Ghostbusters three. I got to see in my medium, right. And it's, you know, how weird my life is in Ghostbusters and video games. Right. But like, I got to see in my preferred medium, the, the franchise that got me into video games for the last time as it was, right? That's Harold Ramis's last performance as Egon Spangler. That's the last time you see the, the boys in gray suited up together, ready to go do something. And, that was a fun ride and that was great. And I don't sit here now going in the same way I have talked about before. Like I don't sit here and I, I could tell you a million different Superman stories. I'd want to see, I don't sit here and say, here's the ghostbuster story. I want to see, here's the narrative. I want to see mm-hmm. ghostbusters for me, especially as somebody who is an unhealthy obsession with style, <laughs> Yeah. Unhealthy obsession. Cosplays all the time at the drop of a hat. I wouldn't right? have been able to tell, honestly. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure i hide right it now. very well. I'll hide it very well. Uh, I, the, one of the fantasies of Ghostbusters is the fact that anybody can do it. Anybody can cook, you know, Ghostbusters is just a job you go get and you get some cool tools and you go out and be a exterminator or garbage man or whatever you want to call it. Right. And so honestly, that plays really well into, Hey, Here's a character to create. Hey, go out and do this thing and go run jobs with your friends. And yep, for me, when we play these, when we do the let's plays of this and streams of it, I'm going to totally be nerding out the first few times. It's like, oh my God. And that is from the Sedgwick Hotel and you don't understand and blah, blah, blah. And hopefully if we knock on wood, it's like Predator Friday, 13th. you guys, don't see that but you enjoy the gameplay you enjoy the mm. shenanigans we're having we you know nick is the ghost who's running around going and like you know the big thing is we talk about all this i'm surprised we, we went this far of course it's me just ranting and raving and i apologize for that like correct me if i'm wrong because i've honestly never played it because you know i don't play a lot of pc games <laughs> Phasmophobia is basically what we're pitching, right? That's the idea, right? Where your ghost, your ghost hunters, and you go out and people possess the house and do shit, right?
1: Well, Phasmophobia isn't for It's not asymmetric. It is like four players, and they're going into a house and they're trying to solve. Like they're trying to, they're basically ghost hunting. Yeah, it is a similar thing, but but
3: is you Somebody, the other person plays the ghost, right? No, no. The, oh, the, okay. the ghost is AI oh okay i thought it was the other way around but
1: it could be like i mean i think there there are similar mechanics that could possibly translate in terms of if you do have a player playing as a ghost you could they could work in a way that is similar to how the AI works where they are haunting the house. Maybe they have some kind of j- objective that they're doing. And sure. for the players that are infiltrating and trying to f- trying to bust this ghost, they have to like figure out what the clues are and and infiltrate and, ha- and have all these tools so they can actually see the ghost and do all the... I think there are a lot of things that can translate in the way that you're talking about.
3: Because I really do feel like you're going to get into this uh, uh, gameplay rhythm that is similar to what we did when we did the Back for Blood multiplayer, right? Where we all played as, you know, you went round by round where one group is the humans, one group is the ribs. And then you'd switch sides and go back and forth. And mm-hmm. when we were the ridden, I remember those first you blessing you were on that stream, right? I remember those fir- that first time being like, I don't know if I vibe with this. Yeah. I don't know if this is working for me. But then when we've kind of gotten the rhythm of like, oh, we're doing this, which brings out the horde zombies, we're the special zombies, we're kind of
1: yeah, if we level up the right way, we're
3: playing everybody around each other. I feel like that applies to being a ghost in this world, which I assume you would be. But then again, I'm not sure if it is that you'd be one ghost, which like predator, because like what are your ghost powers as you run around and do stuff? How do you, you know, take out the Ghostbusters? How do they people.
2: Take
3: you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you slime people. But I mean, like, am I murdering them, Tim? Am I taking them I into Ghost Town?
2: I don't yeah. know. I want to wait I go to that. Ghost Town. What so, I think is really interesting about the story is how this game got – unofficially announced oh my god yeah. right
1: like i didn't man, realize is... Raphael Sadiq was the co-founder of Ilphonic. i, think I that's did hilarious. not either
2: that is crazy uh but even just this is kind of rare in this industry like for normally things will leak in a way of like you know things we're seeing that weren't supposed to be seen it's rare that people in charge say things that aren't supposed to be said that creates a game that we don't know about that now we do know about and especially with this where it's like this is so believable and adds up so much that you're like Oh, yeah this is real <laughs> like oh yeah like like this is all but confirmation
1: especially we, when you look when you look at the part of the story where they talk about yeah it's worth noting that ghostbusters is owned by sony not only was predator hunting grounds published by sony but former uh uh sony interactive executive geo corsi joined ilphonic there's a lot to talk about there in terms of like oh yeah this is 100 happening like these all this connects almost too well in a way where it's like you it is hard to deny that like this makes the most sense out of all the things and it makes me ask uh questions which might end up leading into into uh ps conversations that we might have later today going up tomorrow of mm-hmm. one like for it's polish
3: like so funny games if you want to watch live
1: greg you mentioned that like you know people look at this announcement and went oh yeah oh the predator hunting grounds folks oh the friday the 13th folks like those games are kind of rough right like does this game come out more polished and better because it is the Ilphonic continually does get that backing from Sony, and you imagine from Sony they're probably like, "Hey, yeah, let's get better. Like, let's let's ramp up. You know, let's let's figure this out. Especially now that we're giving you Ghostbusters to work with, which is like a Sony Sony franchise. Sure. One, do you think this game comes out more polished? And also, is 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 Sony going to buy Ilphonic? Like, is that what this is all leading to? Because now this is multiple projects in a row where they are theoretically right, because we don't have confirmation of this. But right. Theoretically, is going to be published by PlayStation, and Geo Corsi is there right like this this all lines up the geo thing i don't story. read into
3: the geo thing you know obviously full disclosure as i'm sure you all know geo's friend of the show and obviously so i but i don't know anything at all about geo's role over there geo was not sent over there i think uh because of any i'm gonna go on the inside i'm we're, we're gonna work mm. so closely with playstation i'm gonna go over there and i'll know the whole system i think geo went over there because he's a real talented game uh businessman right and has been around the industry so long and knows it so well um it's a i I don't. That's it's not a bridge too far by any stretch of the imagination but i don't read this as like oh this is definitely happening and it's going to be another playstation exclusive because of predator and because ghostbusters is a sony thing it could but i also think people want to make money and i think sony pictures wants to make money off the ghostbusters license as we were just talking about before we went live tim mentioning the fact that like target of course decked out this year in ghostbuster stuff there's there's a big resurgence right now of trying to get ghostbusters in front of everybody so i don't think that it could it could be i'm not at all trying to disqualify it i just don't I wouldn't bet the farm yet that this is going to be a PlayStation exclusive, another PlayStation published game. I do think to mm-hmm. your point was it comes out more polished. I do think that, you know, Predator was more polished than Friday the 13th was. And I think that's because you go and you make these kind of games and you learn from them and you learn what's going on. And I think there's a lot to be said in terms of one of the reasons I love Friday. And I'm sorry, Tim, I know your hand up. I want to get it. back to your question. A second, One of the reasons I love Friday the 13th so much was I felt Friday the 13th was a great drop in cool here's what we're gonna go do and you go and do it like we gotta try to get away from the killer kind of thing i think friday the 13th it sometimes leaned too hard on being a first person shooter where it was like it's awesome to fight the enemy the alien or the predator right and go do that thing but then it also was like i'm Upgrading my guns, and I'm doing this thing over here, and then there's the other objective. And, and so it got really not complicated, but I think it was harder to drop into. I'd be interested to see if they come back towards Friday the 13th this way. Obviously, I think you're gonna have proton pack upgrades, you're gonna have, you know, whatever you're trying to want to upgrade and level it up and make it stronger, faster to hurt ghosts, or whatever. But I wonder, I think Ghostbusters as a concept is an easier drop in point for people, right? Of mm-hmm. cool, you're the Ghostbusters, go catch this ghost. All right, cool. I don't think we're gonna have a little, there'll be side objectives, I'm sure, for bonus points and things like that. but. The overall idea of what you're doing, I think will be a bit clear, and I think it'll be a bit more fun. And I think it'll be a bit more cool, just go in there and do the thing. Tim, what was your question?
2: Uh, this is me writing into patreon.com slash kind of funny games for PSI Love You. So this is a question oh, I would you. like answered mm. there. Uh, but taking what you're saying here about the likelihood of stuff, this is taking it to an extreme. What if all of this adds up to PlayStation acquiring Elphonic as a PlayStation Studios studio because of all the facts that you just lined up of Predator and Friday the 13th having all the issues, but Ghostbusters not only not having issues with licensing, it being Sony, it would all be owned by the same group, same people, they're in total control, Ghostbusters being this burgeoning IP, they've learned the the mistakes, and uh, I don't even want to call them mistakes, but they've learned from they those, past, those prior games they're like they're in a better situation and having that PlayStation, playstation studios branding with the team making the game having the experience that they have with the resources that playstation studios would allow with that ip that could be a mega hit do you think that's a possibility save that for the show uh,
1: okay. yes but for now greg do you have any final thoughts on the ghost can't wait video game? i hope it's real i hope it gets announced soon i can't
3: wait to play it you know what i mean like i again adored friday the 13th uh i liked predator a lot but it, it predator didn't hit with me the same way friday the 13th did where friday the 13th i really did think of as like you were playing a horror film you know what i mean or a slasher film or whatever mm-hmm. Whereas friday the 13th yeah you're playing a predator but or i'm sorry predator you're playing predator but not really as much my jam obviously ghostbusters is my jam i hope they uh get a better trophy list uh both trophy lists sucked for predator and uh friday the 13th mm-hmm. don't fuck that up again Ilphonic, if you're listening
1: greg thank you so much for joining us thank you i'll see you on ps i love you love you all right, let's talk about I, this is interesting because like, I think the, the, for the Ghostbusters thing, Greg mentioned Phasmophobia uh, uh, passively. And like mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, man, I would love a Phasmophobia Ghostbusters game. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but that could be a really cool idea. Um, but, Tim, for now, let's mm-hmm. talk about story number two. Ed Boone is going to be at DC Fandom. This is James Trodden at The Gamer. Ed Boon, the creative director of Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11, is appearing at DC Fandome, sparking rumors and theories that Injustice 2 will be revealed later this month. For context, Fandome is a relatively new, entirely digital event where Warner Brothers unveils upcoming shows, comics, movies, and games related to DC. In the first outing, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League were revealed alongside concept art for The Flash featuring Michael Keaton's Batman. It was a jam-packed event full of exciting details for the coming year. However, one game that was absent was Injustice, despite many fans believing that a sequel would be unveiled. Since then, developer NetherRealm Studios has announced that it is finished with Mortal Kombat 11, having launched its final DLC in the Ultimate Edition, leading to copious amounts of speculation regarding its next game. There have been leaks, about, there have been leaks abound for a while from the roster to the launch date, uh, 2022, but nothing has been officially confirmed. Yet, with Ed Boon's appearance at Fandome, many believe that we'll find out uh, more soon enough. Tim Geddes, do you believe it? Do you think we see Injustice 3 at Fandom?
2: you know it, it's interesting I I don't want to write it off I think it's not necessarily highly likely uh just the timing of everything there's a lot already that we know is going to be a fandom especially on the video game side of things uh I think that the I mean first off it needs to be said we we were still in the dome we haven't left the dome since last year we, we went in and it's just, the dome is life but uh now that we are officially going deeper into the dome this year with DC fandom 2 I l- appreciate their scheduling more this time like it was a multi-day event uh last year there was panels going on every which way and it was just kind of like the early pandemic digital event trying to figure it out. I, I think overall they did something really cool and really special with the DC fandom that kind of touched on a lot of different mediums from comic books to TV shows to movies to games. And with this, they're focusing it. I, I If I remember correctly, it's a four hour event. Uh, That it's just it's always like prestige programming where there's only one feed. It's just one set of announcements covering all those things. So with that, we already kind of have a lot filled in of those four hours of what to expect. So adding more surprise announcements is... Not necessarily something that I'm expecting, but I wouldn't be surprised about this. Now, Injustice 3, I fucking love Injustice. I love Nether Realm. Their fighting games are so fantastic, especially when it comes to the single-player campaign. They're unmatched, in my opinion. And anything they put out, I'm going to play through the campaign just because it is so high quality and there's so much love and care put into it, even if I don't necessarily care that much about the IP. I will say that Injustice 2... I'd be fine moving out of that world. Like we saw the DC things uh, done extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. So I would prefer to see something new, especially with like uh, a lot of the conversations about the dream idea of a DC versus Marvel game. That would be so much more exciting to me. I can't imagine they're going to announce that. I mean, that's just, I don't think we're there in the world uh, in terms of companies playing nice with each other. But I don't know, man. I Injustice 3, would be one of the less exciting announcements for me in terms of what nether realm could be working on having mm-hmm. said that i'd be very excited because i love nether and i'd i want to play whatever it is they're working on and i'd rather them announce it sooner because that means i get to play it sooner
1: yeah that's the interesting place where i think they find themselves in where uh nether realm they put out such quality games and put out some of the best fighting games in the market right now right and they, they have that back and forth between mortal Kombat and injustice and they've had that for a while now right it's been what five games maybe six and maybe more if you count uh mortal Kombat versus dc they've been doing that for a while for the last decade over the last decade honestly. over a decade yeah yeah and it, it, it's it's awesome they re- they've refined it and they're putting out banger after banger after banger but i do i i think i have hit that place where i am like all right cool. What if you what if NetherRealm did a new IP or what if they found like a different IP, right? Like they're so talented in what they do and Mortal Kombat is so good. And I would, I Mortal Kombat is one that I forever want them to continue making just cuz I'm such a big fan of Mortal Kombat. But I do, to your point, I do think it's easy for that back and forth to kind of get stale when it is like cool, you guys have figured this out. We know what a what a master, master class injustice game looks like we know what a masterclass mortal Kombat game looks like and i think there's always that desire to see see a studio like that do something new and make a masterclass in something that is different from what they've done before that said if we saw injustice 3 i'd be super hyped hyped for it you know i think think we're in the same spot yeah yeah where it's like oh yeah it'd be like naughty dog announcing the next uncharted where i'd be like oh yeah let's fucking go like i'm gonna play the hell out of a new uncharted I, I want to see more from you. I want to see something fresh. But of course, this is going to be polished and dope. And so, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to to even get mad or even disappointed by it, right? I think we're, we're no matter what it is, we're going to be excited. I just hope they announce it because it's, it's been a while now since we've gotten a new game from uh, NetherRealm, like a brand new game. I loved playing Mortal Kombat Aftermath uh, last year. And for anybody who played Mortal Kombat 11, if you haven't checked out Aftermath, for sure check out Aftermath because that, that there, is more man. than DLC. It is essential. It is part of that core story um and playing after dude, like was such a was, was such a good time but it's about it's a i think it's a, in terms of their release cadence it's about that time where they're they're ramping up to put out something new and so I, I hope you see it i know there have been uh reports recently about because of wb and wb games and discovery and all this stuff you know that apprehension that may be going on internally in terms of releasing a new uh injustice game because of ip and because the uncertainty of, you know, is Netherrealm going to be under WB for the long run? But with them showing up at DC fandom, I don't think that maybe that is left behind. And Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. The WB Discovery stuff that's been settled, right? Is, is there still ongoing talks with that? Kevin might know I mean, as well.
2: It, oh yeah, it is. I mean, it's settled. I mean, like it's, it's okay. It, it is settled. What it actually means for a bunch of different companies and stuff, we don't know, but they know. Okay,
1: that's why I thought. Yeah. And so we'll have to wait and see on that one. But for now, let me remind everybody that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Picture this. It's been a long week. You're
0: glued to your couch. You're in your pajamas. In fact, you haven't seen your real clothes in weeks. And then it happens, your stomach rumbles. But don't get off your couch. Why don't you treat yourself tonight with something from DoorDash? DoorDash brings you what you want to eat right now, right to your door. But you also get groceries and other essentials delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood's go-to's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory. Snowbike Mike loves DoorDash. He loves nothing more than getting his iced chai lattes delivered to him every morning so he can be fresh and ready to go for the day's work. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that's code GAMES2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We are also brought to you by Honey. I'm about to blow your mind. Did you know there's a wrong way to shop online? I got news for you, buddy. If you're not shopping with Honey, you've been doing it wrong. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and it's super, super easy to use. Say you're shopping on one of your favorite sites and you go to checkout, the Honey button will drop down and all you got to do is click apply coupons and wait as Honey works its magic looking for codes it can use for that site. If it finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. Kevin and Tim use Honey all the time, especially now as we're ramping up the new studio. They're never not shopping online without Honey because they like saving money and I like when they save me money. It's great. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We never recommend something we don't use here personally. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. We're also brought to you by American Giant. American Giant does a lot more than make the greatest hoodie ever made, which is already kind of a big deal. That's why they produce everything in America with the added bonus of getting to obsess over every single detail of their clothing at every step. American Giant began with the belief that local makes better, every detail matters, and the clothes you wear every day should be beautiful and durable. The folks over at American Giant call themselves that because they know the power of supporting local manufacturers, communities, and workers. Tim is a hoodie fanatic, and he swears by these American Giant hoodies. He loves this company, and you will too. But hey, guess what? They didn't stop at the greatest hoodie ever made. They expanded well beyond it, continuing to revolutionize your everyday wardrobe and leaving things better than they were before. Explore American Giant's collection of durable essentials at American-Giant.com. And you get 20% off when you use the code KFGD at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code KFGD.
1: And we're back. Story number three. Capcom says it'll make PC its main platform going forwards. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Capcom intends to make PC its main platform in the coming years, it said. Oh. Haruhiro, can be good. Yeah, I meant to hit studio. It doesn't matter. No, all oh, good. It's all good. Haruhiro uh, Tsujimoto, who told Japanese publication Nikkei that the Resident Evil and Monster Hunter firm, quote, will mainly focus on PC software going forwards. The exec indicated that Capcom hopes to increase PC software sales to the point where the platform makes up half of all sales by the end of next year. Quote, PC is driving global sales, he said. We have recently stated that we will we will make the PC our main platform. At this year's Tokyo Game Show, we focused on exhibiting the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise, and I think people will be able to experience the change in our approach, end quote. Tsujimoto went on to suggest that the focus on PC was in reaction to both an increase in digital sales of legacy titles, quote, Resident Evil 7 still sells over 1 million copies a year, he said. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and a rise in Japanese PC use during the pandemic. Quote, The PC can also play high quality games, so the number of PC users should increase as understanding of the PC increases. We'll expand our business for dedicated game consoles, which has been the mainstream up to now, but PC will be the mainstream in the near future. Next year, or the year after, we want to equalize the ratio of sales to PCs and dedicated consoles." In 2019, the company said that PC was the second largest audience for Monster Hunter World, and Resident Evil Village set a franchise record for concurrent players on Steam earlier this year. Tim, how does this sit with you? Do you buy the, the idea that PC is growing at the rate that Capcom uh, should, be, should be settled in making it their main platform to focus on?
2: I think it's, uh, it's complicated where a lot of what they're saying is kind of uh, the putting it out into the world so that it becomes the truth. Type situation where they're saying this to like kind of get people thinking a certain way. I do think that we're just hitting this convergence point, if we haven't hit it already, where PC gaming is not this crazy foreign thing that is so difficult to understand if you're a console gamer. And I think that there's a lot more similarities uh, starting with the last console generation and where we're at now, where the seamless integration between the two, uh, especially on the Xbox side of things, is kind of educating more people. And at the end of the day, it's all about education of understanding of how this stuff works because a lot of people have PCs. Many people have PCs. And we're at a point that PCs are you don't need to get a crazy ass alienware computer that looks like uh it's gonna take over your life um with leds you can just have any ass pc can play video games right like it's just like the barrier to entry is so low like i think back to like mobile games in from 2000 to 2010 it was just like what you could do on a phone is so radically different than what you can do Mm -hmm. today and how quickly that happened is insane but we've hit a point now where No matter what smartphone you're getting, whether it's the brand new iPhone or a random ass Android phone, there's not that big of a gap between what's available and how it's going to run and play and stuff. Uh, To some extent, obviously, there's exceptions to that. But I just think that uh, there's more consistency across a wider group of hardware and it's the same on the pc side where more pcs are able to play games at scaled levels that are acceptable um and things like steam and just different marketplaces including the xbox uh store are going to make this even more simple for people to understand so i'm not surprised by this especially as games have turned even more than they used to be uh pc developed and then ported to consoles or like made made so that they can work everywhere so that all starts on the pc why not end on the pc
1: yeah yeah i think a lot of this is very fascinating in terms of one what the pandemic has done uh for interest in gaming right that's the thing Mm -hmm. we've talked about over the last year and a half in terms of pandemic hitting and in instead of uh like many industries right like things tanking for video games video games skyrocket in terms of sales and in terms of interest because people are stuck at home and they're looking for things to do right like that it, i mean that naturally makes sense that the pro- progression of that is of course pc gaming also rises in interest and i think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the the ease of a pc nowadays you know historically i think we think of pcs as being this hardcore gamers uh, uh um platform you know if you're gonna get a pc you gotta know how to do all the tech stuff you gotta know how to install drivers you gotta know how to do, do, x, y, z, how to do x y and z which you still gotta know how to install drivers uh but like you know now you do on is, consoles too and that's the, that's the thing right consoles, and not
2: drivers uh, but firmware updates and patches and all this yeah shit. like you,
1: you still you gotta upkeep just to, to a certain extent on consoles as well um and so i think i think that makes sense and it's fascinating to see the it's fascinating to see the quote right the pc uh or uh, yeah, the PC can also play high-quality games, so the number of PC users should increase as understanding of the PC increases. I don't know if I agree for that one for one, but I think there is something there in terms of not only is it is it a our PCs becoming more and more of an accessible platform, but there is always still the argument there that oh yeah, if you're gonna be if you're gonna become a gamer, right, or if you're getting into video games and you have the choice of play on PC, play on. PS5, play on Xbox Series X, especially nowadays where it's so hard to obtain a next-gen console. If you already own a PC that can run the game that you're trying to play, if you're trying to play Valorant, Valorant runs on many PCs, right? That game was optimized. that game was developed in a way that where where it's optimized for uh, uh plenty of different PC platforms. And so if that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to play League or if you're trying to play something along those lines, you don't really have to invest in a console. Well, one, those games aren't on consoles, but even like if you want to play those games and then play other other shit as well. It's easy just to be like, cool, yeah. Let me just stick to PC. I already play Valorant here. I'll I'll get Resident Evil Seven here as well, or I'll get Monster Hunter here as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think along with that, there's something you said about how hardcore the the Capcom library is as well, right? Like when I think of Monster Hunter, or I think of uh, like even Street Fighter, Resident Evil more so is probably more main uh, the most mainstream of of um, that group, but In the Western
2: society, yeah, on,
1: and, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like. Those are games that I think appeal a lot to the more quote unquote hardcore gamer in a way that I understand how those games probably sell a higher amount on PC compared to a lot of other like big AAA um uh, uh, games. But, like I think that I think those games might speak to those audiences a bit more. So I kind of understand how Capcom uh, reaches this conclusion. But it's very fascinating stuff to see.
2: Yeah. Totally.
1: Let's move on to story number four. Uh, Phil Spencer expects Xbox console shortage to extend into 2022. This is Danielle Partis at GamesIndustry.biz. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said that the shortage of Xbox Series X consoles will likely last well into next year. Speaking to The Wrap... Spencer said that the struggle to manufacture new units goes beyond the chip shortage, which has affected the current generation of Xbox and PlayStation consoles since launch. Quote, I think it's probably too isolated to talk about uh, talk about it as a chip problem, Spencer said. Quote, when I think about it, what does it mean to get the parts necessary to build a console today uh, and then get it to the markets where the demand is? There are multiple kinds of pitch pinch points in that process. And I think regretfully it's going to be with us for uh, for months and months, definitely through the end of the calendar year and into the next calendar year. Quote, the thing, uh, the thing that's most disappointing is just the fan disappointment, he continued. People really want this new generation of consoles. They're good consoles, both from us and the other platform holders, and they want the new functionality. We're working hard to bring them to the market, but it's going to be a challenge that we'll work through for quite a while. I feel like this is this is def- definitely one of those ongoing stories that we're going to continue to talk about over the months of like, yeah, these things are still going to be hard to get as things go. You know, the chip shortage and even, even more so than that, uh, what Phil Spencer is talking about here is going to affect the avail- availability on these things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man, it's a bummer. I, I really wish that this would be over because I, I would love to see what a thriving new generation would look like of games right like imagine if this pandemic didn't happen what would xbox's lineup look like now what would playstations what would they in two years like it's Mm. so so interesting to to do the what if for the what if yeah, uh, especially it, you
1: when know? you think about how it's already been a banger generation, Um, especially for on the PlayStation side, where we've gotten multiple big first party titles, you know, Easy. we've gotten Ratchet, we've gotten Deathloop, we've gotten Returnal, we've gotten Spider-Man, Miles Morales, we've gotten Demon's Souls. Like, compare this last year of content to the first year of the PS4, and yeah. it's a banger, you know, even the on the PS3. Xbox side, you know, like, on and, oh, yeah, on the PS3, right? Like, and even when you look at the on the Xbox side, I know there's probably not as much to talk about in terms of big first party releases, but you're still getting a lot of great third party games, and you're getting Xbox game Pass uh, straight up, like destroying anything in terms of the first year that we got on the Xbox one, right? Which was kind of dire in terms of in terms of game and in terms of reception. We've completely 180 that this generation is actually really cool to see. And so yeah, that what if scenario of what if the pandemic uh, wasn't happening? and what if like what if schedules aligned? and what if we were getting every single game that we, that we would have likely have gotten without the effects of the pandemic? is mind-blowing because somehow like you would imagine that it would have we would have gotten even more games and that's yeah. fucking crazy when you think about the games that we did get I mean what's crazy is
2: I think it affected Nintendo the most like I am most interested in what Nintendo's 2020 and 2021 would have looked like uh pre-pandemic like what, like uh, even it's one day I hope some information leaks and we just get the plan we just get like a list oh, of yeah. the, the software that they had planned to release in that time frame because man that could have been crazy but Maybe we'll never know.
1: We got a couple more quick hits of news stories for you. Let's start with story number five. Sony is testing free PS5 game trials. This is Jared Moore at IGN. Sony has begun testing free game trials on PlayStation 5, allowing users to play a few hours of games before purchasing them. It's not a perfect ser- service just yet, or but it's not a perfect service just yet. As spotted by Eurogamer, the trial features uh, the trial feature appears to be available only in the United Kingdom right now, and currently includes just two games, Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure. For those wondering how long you can play each game, that seems to be dependent upon what you choose. Death Stranding Director's Cut gives players up to six hours of free gameplay, while Stackboy Big Adventure offers 5. However, the actual amount of time the players will end up spending in the game is likely to be considerably lower than that. In a decision that's likely to affect players differently depending on their internet download speeds, the trial period for each game has been set to trigger from the moment that you select download trial on your console or add to library from the web, as opposed to when you actually start playing the game for the first time. This means that if the the game uh, the game takes you two hours to download, then you'll already have used a significant portion of your trial period without actually experiencing any gameplay. At 68 gigabytes and 48 gigabytes before it's playable, Death Stranding's file size could mean that some users uh, end up using most of their trial period just getting the game onto their consoles. You'd hope that should Sony make game trials available worldwide, it would adjust that system. And yeah, this is a this is an interesting interesting one because it, it feels like it is. Two steps forward, two steps back in terms of what this is. Because it's awesome You be getting free game trials, right? Like, this takes you back to early, or I guess just during the PS3, Xbox 360 generation where we would get game demos mm-hmm. and how awesome the thing that was. So we can try out games before we actually buy them fully. The fact that they have this weird caveat of as soon as you click download, that's when the timer starts. It's like, bro, people's internet, like, aren't, people don't have great internet across the board, you know? And that's, that's, that's unfortunate, but it strikes me as something that will get fixed as they probably totally. roll it out worldwide this to me
2: reads as first off love the game demos are making a return in any form i've always thought that that was great and i think it's cool and i don't know necessarily that they need or have a place anymore with how many like subscription services we have and how like different we can differently we can consume games that we couldn't before uh but i totally take this as the best intentions they're gonna look at this be like oh this is a mistake it's an oversight like we'll fix Mm -hmm. it you know um i don't think that we need to take this and like Attack them for it and be like, what the fuck are they doing? They're fucking people. It's like, yo, give them a second. If they don't fix this in a couple months as it rolls out, then we can be like, guys, what the hell? But for right now, it's like I I chalk this up to an oversight that will be fixed.
1: Let's round out the Roper Report story number six. Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender is coming to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. This is Zach Zweizen at Kotaku. Sure, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is out in a few days, but that doesn't mean the hype cycle must come to an end anytime soon. It was revealed this weekend that Toph from the popular animated show Avatar will be joining Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl's roster. With the reveal of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender as the latest character added to the roster, here's the full list of confirmed playable characters in the game. And I believe this is the final list. And so you're getting aang from avatar the last airbender april o'neil from teenage mutant ninja turtles cat dog from cat dog danny phantom from danny phantom helga from hey arnold cora from the legend of cora leonardo from teenage mutant ninja turtles lincoln loud from the loud house lucy loud from the loud house michelangelo from uh, tmnt nigel thornberry from the wild thornberries oblina from i real monsters patrick star from spongebob powdered toast man from red and stimpy Ren from Ren and Stimpy, uh, Reptar from Rugrats, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob, SpongeBob from SpongeBob, Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy, Toph from Avatar, and Zim from Invader Zim, and Tim, motherfucking Geddes. This is a great roster. I'll go ahead and say uh, it's a great roster.
2: I, I was at the game. I was like, I didn't know that. That'd be fun. I'd like to beat the shit. Oh yeah, out <laughs> Tim Geddes <Gettys> is playable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's cool. This lineup is. It's always hard when it comes to these kind of collab crossover uh fighting games or any game really but like when it comes to fighting games you look at it and it's never going to please everybody and it's always kind of uh, a weird thing where this list to me is better than it could have been for sure Mm -hmm. but it's missing so many things that it's not like the best but it's that thing where it's like there's enough people here and enough uh different IP that they're crossing over that I'm like it hits that new echelon of well if you went this hard expect more and that's kind of a good place for them to be i think because this looks more similar to a quality smash clone than like what the nickelodeon kart racer game was a couple years ago but Mm -hmm. we'll see the jury's still out the biggest thing i want to say is i hate that these games don't have any type of voice acting uh playing the mario kart game or the uh, nickelodeon kart game was rough because so much of what we tie to these characters is their personality through dialogue so taking that out it feels sterile and weird uh and i'm hoping that 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 is not the case uh with with this one but we'll see just a couple days out from being able
1: to play this thing yeah i mean it comes out tomorrow right i think i think it's tonight this thing unlocks for people and so i'm super excited to try this thing out you know i look at the i I look at this roster and i the thing that hits me is that there's room for dope dlc (laughs) right i look at this and i'm like All right, cool hit me with some fairly odd parents right like hit hit me with with some different characters because like getting 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 cat dog danny phantom Toph, spongebob and zim is such a weird it's such a weird amalgamation of oh yeah we're pulling from the history of of nickelodeon but we're also hitting you with some of some of the deep cuts right we're hitting you with Toph from avatar which i'm super excited to play as we're hitting you with danny phantom um and so that gives me hope that oh yeah we're probably gonna see some fairly odd parents shit. we're probably gonna see even some more exciting announcements past launch. I hope, I really hope there's DLC for this thing. I do yeah, know I, how to it You're in, being
2: a little ambitious about that, but we'll see. I imagine, I hope it, so. like, I, I, think that there already is announcement of there's gonna be some post-game content, but I'm mm. pretty sure it's just like a one and done of like, yeah, hey, there's a couple of characters. To me, it, I would expect the DLC to be more, we couldn't get it done before the game's out, type deals for DLC sure. as opposed to we're supporting this thing after launch for years to come with challenger packs you know like eh well unless it's great I just don't expect it to be great fingers crossed I want crossed. more, more smash type games I would love them I've always loved them whether it was the Adi Musha one or the Ninja Turtles one uh back on the, the like, Shrek one the the, the the Shrek one all those games man I played them all I played them all and uh P- PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale all that stuff none of them none of them got the stuff so hopefully this one's got the stuff
1: tim i can't wait to see what nickelodeon challenger challenger pack one looks like but that's probably just so far away if i went it was coming out to mom grab shops today where would i look the official list of
2: upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Out today, we got Tori 2 for Switch. Uh, new days for you Hatsune Miku, colorful stage. The mobile game is offering a public beta on October 4th through October 19th. Uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires launches in North America February 15th, 2022. And then Chesel is coming to Steam on October 5th. Tim, what do you think Chesel is?
2: Chesel is a mix of chess and pretzels. You play one mm. side with a chess board and the others or chess characters and the other side anthropomorphic pretzels
1: you're halfway there tim you're all mm, you're almost mm, there it is mm. chess but it's chess puzzles uh kevin if you can pull up the trailer it's a very interesting game that i really want to check out I don't, there's been a there's been a, an uprise an uptick in chess video games but chess with a twist and so like the last it's week Ice gambit Because of Queen's Game, I think I'm I'm with you there, Kevin, too. I think that's what it is. But like, there was recently somebody tweeted at me a chess roguelite, which I'm very excited to try out. But this is a chess puzzle game where, one, it it seems like one of those cozy games. The vibes seem right. You know, I expected the soundtrack to be like chill and have probably like some lo-fi beats to play chess to. But when you take a piece, I believe you then turn into that piece and you're trying to solve different chess puzzles. And how do you you take over all the pieces? And I love it. I'm all about it. Uh, And so, if you're a chess fan like me, Boom. You got a new one here for you. Chesel. Chesel's is coming to Steam tomorrow. Yeah, but I feel like that's not teaching you the right things. I like it a lot. For sure. I think it's meant to be more of a puzzle thing than like a Yeah, a, you're 100% uh, like right. It's cool. It's a very clever idea. Yeah. I'll play this in the chess roguelite and get back to you, Kevin. I'll let you know which one is better. Sounds good. For now, let's talk about deal of the day. Uh, October... PlayStation Now lineup has been revealed. You're getting The Last of Us Part 2 up until January 3rd. You're also getting Fallout 76, Amnesia Collection, Desperados 3, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Victor Vran Overkill Edition, and yet another Zombie Defense HD. That's the title of the game. I'm not mocking the game. The game is called Yet Another Zombie Defense HD. Now, Yo, it's time. what a list.
2: I mean, shit. That's cool. Last of Us 2 and Final Fantasy uh, Seven Remastered?
1: Come on, or Final Fantasy VIII 8, 8 remastered? Yeah, it's cool. Wait, oh, oh, okay. Sorry,
2: that does say eight. I, yeah. Okay, it's just the eight remastered deal. Okay, that's less. Less. Here's less. my thing. Cool. I
1: wanted. I wanted to get hype about Last of Us Part Two, but it's that until January third thing that like struck me in the heart, and I'm like, man, you're so close. Like, cool. You can play Last of Us Part Two for a couple months on PlayStation now, but like, it's gone after January third. That's such a short time. I don't know. That's how I feel about it's it. It's three months, man. Like that's.
2: Pretty damn good for a game that just came out last year of that quality, but for sure I digress
1: uh remember you can write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can skip the ads you can uh, uh write in with their questions you can also write in with their squad ups just like luke did luke wrote in with a squad up on ps5 and says just secured a ps5 and fired up death loop looking for hey. kind of funny fam to invade and be invaded by and also i need to fill out my friends list with good people if you want to play some Deathloop with luke on ps5 you can add luke with the username luke skywalker one that is luke skywalker without the e uh in Walker. So, so it's Luke Skywalk letter R. Uh, number one. Go ahead, play some Deathloop, have a good time, invade Luke. Make him suffer. You know, if you're out there playing Deathloop and you're good at it and you're doing the invasions, just give Luke a real hard time. Just for me. Just for me. <laughs> now
2: it's
1: fine. Now it's time for kindofunnycom slash you're wrong, rewriting a list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind games and on podcast services around the globe. Let's see here. A lot of context being added, which I appreciate, but don't count as your wrongs. Uh, uh, Bander writes in and says, for Nick All-Star Brawl, the devs confirm that two additional characters will come soon after launch, and DLC is on the table.
2: So exactly what I just said. <laughs>
1: it's on the table, We too. had that two
2: characters that we wanted to be part of this release, but we just couldn't quite get it done. Hey, if the game's a success, then maybe we'll think about doing more.
1: And somebody wrote in with more context about phasmophobia, but I think we already got that one. So appreciate, we appreciate that. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. The rest of this week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and Tamor Hussein. On Wednesday, you're getting me and Andy. Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim. And then on Friday, you're getting Greg and me. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now after this is Mike, Andy, and Nick, playing some of that new world if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily you can weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily